So you slept in. Hey, we're not judging. Sometimes you just need to get those Z's. And if you need to snooze, we'd much rather you did it at home in your warm, comfortable bed than in our pews. You can always catch up with the sermon later, right here on this Sunday Morning Sleep-In podcast. You're still going to miss out on things that we think are pretty important. The support and encouragement of intergenerational community, people who will challenge your ideas, uh, people who will offer you support and encouragement even when you feel like you don't deserve it. It's a good thing. Uh, Inspiring music, charming children during children's moment, and we won't be able to give you any cookies or coffee after the service is over, but we will give you what we can. I'm Susan Foster. And I'm Chris Marshall. And we are United Methodist Pastors in Reno, Nevada. We're not theological experts or homiletical harbingers of a new age. We're your average pastor helping our congregations think through life's big questions every week. We started this podcast so if you're away from home or working or coaching your kid's soccer team or maybe just sleeping in, you can keep up with some of the ideas floating around the church. Each episode is a conversational version of a sermon we gave on Sunday. And so whatever day it is when you're listening to this, we hope that you will receive it with an open heart and an open mind. And a quick note, we don't really care if you agree with everything we say or not. In fact, we encourage you to question, to disagree, to figure out what you think, and to share that with us. But our sincere hope is that you will experience the mysterious loving force in the world we know as God moving in your life as you consider this. We are at the fifth Sunday of Easter. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Uh, you have any Easter candy left over? No. Do you? Mm, mm, I always have candy. It's not Easter or non-Easter. It's always just candy. Yeah, well, you're, you're not still eating Robin's eggs, so I think you're good. Okay. So this Sunday, we are sort of still swimming around in John. Ugh. Yes, I know it's your favorite. John's my favorite. This passage this morning is the 14th chapter of John, uh, the first to the 14th verses. Now, Susan, chapter 14 comes before Easter. Yes. So yes. what's that about? So this is the part this is the part of the telling of John when Jesus is giving his final instructions to the disciples and trying to to get them prepared for what comes next. So we kind of do this like flashback scene after Easter in the scriptures where we where we come back to what Jesus said and see if it makes more sense now. Oh, interesting. That's a good way to look at it, actually. Right? Because it's like, okay, let's look at this through the Easter lens. Let's look at this through the, the lens of how the behavior of Jesus has been after the resurrection. What are the, what are the evidences and what are the stories we have and how does that influence this? So we're sort of doing what the people on the road to Emmaus were doing, which is looking back and saying, how does this story work? How does this story work? What were we hearing before this big event happened? And how might that affect how we live this out? Cool. All right. So John 14. So John 14 is a very, uh, is is a passage. You probably heard it at a funeral somewhere. Oh, gosh, you've totally heard. I preached this, you know, how many dozen times at a Uh, funeral? Many. Many, right? What I brought out to my congregation is that this this passage starts with a very similar line to what we hear in other places in the text. It starts with the line, do not let your hearts be troubled. Mm-hmm. Which to me sounds a lot like when the angels show up and they say, don't, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And in John's discourse, in this discourse, this final discourse, Jesus has been talking about all the things that are going to happen. And he's the end of chapter 13, he has just told Peter that he's going to deny him. And Judas has snuck out the back door. Right. Like there's already the, 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 the turmoil is already is like, building. happening, right? And it's sort of like in the middle of that, don't be afraid. Don't, don't worry. Let your ho- don't worry. Don't let your hearts be troubled. I'm sure it was super perky like that, too. Yeah. 
Jesus was like, it's, all, it's okay, guys. It's okay. I've been talking about all this horrible stuff, but whatever. Yeah. Here's a nice little metaphor for you to figure out how this is all going to work. And afterwards, we'll all spell out disciples with pom-poms. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so maybe it wasn't quite that cheery, okay. but... But, you know, who knows? Maybe, 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 maybe first century pom-poms were something to be reckoned with. I don't know. Jesus was Jewish and sarcastic as heck. So, so my guess is not cheery, but that's okay. But, you know. It's still good. Right. The metaphor that Jesus hands his disciples in this passage is, In my father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I not tell you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself so that where I am there, you may be also. Right. And we take this metaphor pretty dang literally. We like plan out well, where our room is going to be in the heavenly mansion. <laughs> right. Right. Like, like, like I've actually, I've actually heard of, I don't think I've ever actually sat through such a sermon, but that people really do have this like embodied vision of this actual place that exists somewhere and that Jesus is talking about a physical place and most often people associate that with heaven and this is that far off and really um, desired place that we are that that's why we're Christians is that we're going to get to go and have a have room in this massive mansion. Yeah. And, and people are going to take care of us and we're going to have this like eternity long vacation. And, mm-hmm. you know, by the way, also behave yourself or you'll get the room next to the ice machine. <laughs> For eternity. For eternity. And, you know, this can be a really comforting message, right? Like image, right? Like that that, um, everything else could be awful, but you have this promised beautiful room in heaven in this big mansion. Which, I mean, if you are one of those people who's living in like a war-torn country and everything in your life has been ripped away from you and your life has been pain and horror, then, you know, like having that image. It's not a bad thing. But I don't think it's the only thing Jesus is trying to give us here. Right. And I think that's the problem is that we stop there and go, oh, isn't that nice? And then everything will be great. The end. But in the text, what's really hilarious to me is that Thomas pipes up. We got to love Thomas. Thomas is my favorite. Thomas is Mr. Logistics. He's He's like, Google Maps has not been invented yet, Jesus. You got to give us some directions. Where are the directions? How How do we we get get there? there? I don't, I don't have the tattoo on my arm. I don't, you know, pens aren't even really, I can't even write on my I can't write on my hand. Um, We're and, gonna and, just memorize this right now. Not let's just knock it out. And he's thinking roadmap. Yeah, right. He's really thinking roadmap. And Jesus says, "Go to the promised land and turn left." <laughs> Jesus is like, "Uh, okay. <laughs> Perhaps I should stop using metaphors." But Jesus doesn't, right? Well, how else can you describe something that's indescribable? Exactly, exactly. So we have to back up and go, okay, so what is Jesus really talking about when he says father's house? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to my father's house, right? Well, the other time that John uses that phrase and has it spoken from Jesus's mouth, Jesus is talking about the temple. Oh, interesting. So Jesus is talking about a different Here's that temple, the temple, right? And what is the temple? The temple is the place where God lives. Mm-hmm. And it also becomes the place where heaven and earth come together. Where they touch. Where they touch, right? And where your relationship with God is created and formed and deepened and grounded. And set right when things go wrong. Right. You know, this is where where you take the proper the sacrifice. sacrifice to make sure that everything turns out well and and it's like your it's like your periodic check in with God. Are we cool? Are we cool? Are right? we cool? So what I believe we can infer that when Jesus says, "I'm going to my Father's house," he's not necessarily talking about that place in heaven 
or even the temple, he's talking about he's going to go dwell with God. He's mm-hmm. going to go be with God. Right. And I'm going to go nurture that intimate relationship with God so that you can have it too. Yeah. And God and I are in the process of making sure that you encounter us in so many ways and in so many places. And when you're not least expecting it and when you're expecting it and in all sorts of ways, right, that you're going to experience God's love. And, and Jesus is talking here, you know, just about that, that dual relationship between father and son as mm-hmm. sort of the metaphor, right? But we know that, that eventually we, we understand there to also be the Holy Spirit, right? Right. Well, and then you get into John 15 and 16 and 17, where Jesus goes off on this huge rant about I am in you and you are in me and, and God is in me and, and I am in God and, and you are in God right. and God is in right. you. And he actually starts that in the second like half. the Venn diagram of John right. of who is in who. But, but the and idea how those is, are connected. And, and yeah, that Jesus cultivates this intimacy with God and then we cultivate this intimacy, intimacy with God. Yeah. And so... yeah. And that's exactly where we are. That's exactly what I think he's trying to get across in this whole thing. It's not not a, a place to go live, but it's a place in which you live. Mm-hmm. And and the going and the preparing, I go and I prepare and I come back, is all about opening the possibility of our relationship, the disciples' relationship, and then hence our relationship with both son and father without something hindering us, without without needing to make sacrifice, without needing to be that super special person who can go in to the Holy of Holies and experience God directly, right? right. Like that that we we get to be in that the middle of that. And when we look at this passage after Easter mm-hmm. and we look back at it, we say this is how it happens. Right. This is when God rejects blood sacrifice. Mm-hmm. This is when God rejects violence and mm-hmm. human evil in a lot of ways mm-hmm. and that says, whole, this whole period not this, whole, not this just in this easter moment right right in this easter moment god is saying your violence is not bigger than this relationship, relationship that we share yeah. so to look back and to say oh this is being cultivated all the time mm-hmm. and this is not just like well jesus died for my sins and now i get to go to heaven but right. this is god meeting us here here Right. That we experience these rooms mm-hmm. or these dwelling places that Jesus is talking about in ways that are ordinary to us now. Right. Yeah. Like prayer and, you know, whether that's spoken prayer or silent prayer or centering prayer or dance or whatever it is, right, for you. Yeah. I'm just picturing Susan doing liturgical dance and smiling. Just don't, it's don't mind me. It's, it, you know. It's a we, thing. L- luckily, there's no video out We there. have streamers. We have ribbons. It'll be Okay. <laughs> But I also think about it in terms of like maybe some things that you don't always think about, like inspiration being mm-hmm. one of those places where we experience one of these rooms yeah. or these dwelling places where we where we have that moment where we go, oh, we could do this. Yeah, you, you know, have an increased, idea. Increased beauty or increased innovation, innovation, um, or or just deepening of the right combination of things that creates the, a, a way that people connect mm-hmm. to one another and to God or those kinds of things. Um, we had and a, what does inspiration mean? It's inspired. To be breathed into, to right? Breathed Which is into, also right. something that happens in John. Jesus breathes, breathes into his into disciples. Face. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that same kind of, you know, so that's, it's just an example of, of how that works, right? Like how we live into that. We had a great conversation in Monday Night Bible Study last week about indwelling and just talking about how sometimes... The, the women who were there for that conversation were are older than me. They find as they, they age and mature that that sometimes just God's indwelling is the way they realize that they are with God. 
mm-hmm. and that they have experienced what we're talking about here. And, you know, sometimes that's looking back and seeing the, the fingerprints or, you know, as a metaphor for, for how God's touched something or, or to realize that they're in the midst of the conversation that, that leads someone into life and those mm-hmm. sorts of things. So, so then we have that, that different understanding of that, that house that's being built. It's a house of opportunity. It's a house of room, um, which we're going to get into with you, but of, of, of place mm-hmm. and, um, but not a address. Right. And so we can laugh at Thomas's need for an address to put in the GPS to get there. And then Jesus responds to Thomas's request with an I am statement. And we talked about those last week, right? I am God <laughs> is what yeah. he's saying. <laughs> but I am, I am the way. So follow me. Figure that out and follow me and, and you're going to be, you're going to find this dwelling place. Yeah. Um, and, in the, and then in the midst of that, he says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. You know, I am the way that will lead this way, will lead, lead towards those opportunities to find the truth of God and to find the life that God desires for you. So that's where I left it. Well, thanks, Susan. And thanks for listening to the Sunday Morning Sleep-In podcast. If you have questions for us or stories that relate to what we've been discussing today, you can shoot us an email, sundaymorningsleepin at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook or SoundCloud or at sundaymorningsleepin.com or any platform where you listen to podcasts. Scripture for this podcast today is John 14, 1 to 14. And the theme music that you're hearing is Take Me Higher by Jazzer. So it's a tradition at the end of a worship service that the priest or pastor or preacher would send um, the congregation of the gathered community out with a blessing um, or homework or with something to a little bit more to think about or another way to be considering what is shared in worship. And so I send you forth from this podcast with the blessing that that you indeed are in the midst of what God is about and that, that Jesus has prepared a place and opportunities and more connections than you can imagine. Go seek them out. Go find them. Open your eyes and get going.